Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wazzas! Let's get fucking listening, baby! house it's me it's your man it's your main man it's your main man and host it's old walls i'm back again with you ladies and gentlemen i'm back episode number 71 of old walls house appreciate everybody want to thank everybody for for watching on spotify and watching on youtube and and listening if you're still listening on just apple or google pods or amazon or just you know maybe you just listen on spotify so thank you thank you thank you i appreciate everybody um as always big thanks to producer kevin uh, he is going to be forever known now as producer Kevin as he's making this thing go in video form for us. So thank you, man. Uh, if you guys could, you know the deal. It's that housekeeping. Please rate, review, comment, subscribe, share. Big, big requests. Go subscribe to YouTube. Pump those subscriber numbers up for me. So uh, if you could do all that and then let somebody know about it. Let them know. Let them know Old Walls House is the place to be. Uh, we got a fun episode. It's just me again. Running solo, but we're going to talk some baseball, some golf, playoffs, NBA, and NHL. Got a fight to talk about, and of course, my passing thoughts. So without any further ado, let's get rolling. Okay, let's uh, let's talk some baseball. So turns out I, I'm, I'm really into baseball again. Maybe more into baseball than I've ever been. I, I mentioned this briefly last week, uh, but I am confused all at the same time while really enjoying it. I have watched every Guardians game. I'm working on it, guys. I'm working on it. The Guardians. Indians is still a better name. Since, I think, April 30th, 29th or 30th. I had to watch a couple on the phone. Was doing some traveling for work and stuff. But, yeah. Uh, so, I've watched pretty much, you know, every game for two weeks now. Wild. Wild. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. It makes no sense. I don't get it. Uh, the pitch clock has been fantastic, in my opinion. It has made me... I think it's a big reason why I'm enjoying it so much, is the games are moving at a better pace. There's no just wandering around for, you know, 30 seconds in between pitches before someone, before a batter steps into the box or before the, the pitcher, you know, he's got to, you know, bag in the rouse and bag around. Ah, no. <laughs> we got to Again. Could be interesting come playoff time, but in the regular season, I think it's fantastic. Fantastic. So, running back this week, it's been an interesting week. Um, not not a great start to the week. They they start the week off splitting with the Tigers early in that series. Four games, four game homestand. This was a seven game homestand for them, and then they lose the last two. Or sorry, no, no. Well, I'm, I'm, I can't count. I can't count, young sirs. This is a six-game homestand. They w- lost the series one, one game to two to the Tigers, and then they went to the last two games against the Angels. Okay, we're back on track. So, and they they blew that game on Friday against the Angels. They uh, they took the lead in the eighth off a Josh Naylor. Uh, go-ahead home run in the bottom of the eighth. That's going to be a trend we're going to be talking about here. And then blew, and then Klasse blew the save. 
yesterday, Saturday, recording Sunday here, uh, yesterday and Saturday, Naylor does it again. They get kind of beat up uh, in the middle innings against the Angels, right the, right the inning before the eighth, I think. I think it was in the seventh. Let me backtrack here. Just got to double check. Want, you know, want to be right. Oh, it was the seventh and the eighth. After, after being down 3-0 early, they get a couple runs back in the sixth. They give up a run in the seventh, two in the eighth. Seems like it's kind of getting out of control at 6-2. They get five straight singles, and then Josh Naylor hits a bomb out in the right field to take the lead, and they uh, they hang on to that one in the top of the ninth there. And then we're kind of monkeying around, you know, again today. It's it's a it's a pitcher's duel, if you will. We're we're going into the eighth and top of the eighth. Give up a run, give up the lead. Now it's two one. And what do you know? Josh Naylor comes to bat again in the bottom of the eighth and hits a go-ahead home run. And after a little diciness, a little diciness in the in the top of the ninth, the, uh, the Cleveland Guardians get the win. Uh, I believe he gets saves off three runs. It's three or less gets he a save. Class A gets a save. They give up two runs, four three final, but needed needed victory there. Needed a needed a series win. Uh, it had not been had not been the the most uh, pleasant last few games for Cleveland. They are now five and five in their last ten, but they have won two in a row. If they uh, if they win again tomorrow, it's what's called a winning streak. What's called a winning streak? Nineteen and twenty-one, three games back of the Twins. Well, they just took two of three from uh, last weekend. So, or sorry, that was a that was a four-game series. Good. No, no, no. I'm an idiot. That was three. Why? Can't, the Tigers and Twins, like the D and then the Twin Circle thing, it's kind of looks similar. Like it's the same shade of blue almost, and it's really confusing me. And I'm also an idiot, so that doesn't help. So yeah, three games back. The Twins are playing this afternoon, I believe. Are they playing this evening? Yeah, they're playing right now. Oh my, they are up eight one against the Cubs. So not going to be making up any ground there. We'll be three and a half back as the day ends. Uh, and we head into a uh, a uh, a road a little road trip here, heading to Chicago to the White Sox, and then the, then heading out to the Mets, and then Chicago comes back. So Chicago, not great, fourteen and seventeen. Pick up another series win here uh, could be good news. Good news for the uh, the Guardians. The Guardians. Look at the Twins got coming up. Hopefully somebody good. Cleveland's off. On Monday, it looks like the the Twins are heading out to L.A. to face the Dodgers, face the Dodgers, who are a, a solid ball club. So this could be a good little stretch. Playing a bad ball club, Twins are playing a good one. Maybe yeah, maybe something good could happen from that. Uh, what else we got to talk about, Cards? Oh, I've, I've kind of laid out my claims. I've, I found my favorite players on the team. You know, you step away for a couple of years and. You don't really know who you're working with. Uh, I found my guys. Still like Jose Ramirez. I liked Jose Ramirez last time around. I got really into into Cleveland baseball. Back when they made that World Series run, I really liked Jose Ramirez. I liked him a lot again the next year when I watched a lot of games in 2017. Um, big fan of Stephen Kwan. I don't know why. I just like the guy. Just like him and Andres Jimenez. I, I think those two, I've always liked like the little... Fast baseball player, you know, like the Kenny Lofton kind of guy. Uh, for whatever reason, those two piqued my eye. And I have, this weekend, I became a huge fan of Josh Naylor. Gods. 
Cod's the size of watermelons on that guy. Uh, he apparently just likes to hit big hits, big moments seems to be his thing. So I'm all in. And I got thinking about this when I was thinking about how I've always liked Jose Ramirez. And I always said I thought he was a better player than Francis Lindor. Now, granted, I don't know anything about baseball. I know you hit ball, you run to first, you run to second, you run to third. And over their careers, Jose Ramirez has a slightly better war, wins above replacement. Now, he has a couple more years. He has two more, uh, a season and a half. Or Yeah, how many more games has he played? Now, he hasn't played that many. He's played in 11 seasons, but he's only played about 74 more games than Lindor, so it's not the worst, worst comparison. Uh, this year, his war, Jose Ramirez's war is one. And Lindor's is 1-4. It's a 38 and a 41 and a half overall. So Ramirez has the better career war. But the last three years, since Lindor has been in, in New York for the Mets, I think Jose Ramirez is the guy you'd want. In 2021, he played in way more games. He played in 152 games. Since 2016... Ramirez has played 152, 152, 157, 129, 2020s, whatever, 152, 157. You get the you get pretty much the same thing for for Lindor. 158, 159, 158, 143, COVID year, 125, 161. So they're both pretty dependable to be out there. They had they both had one season where they played about, you know, 30 or 40 game missed 30 or 40 games, which happens in baseball. But the last three seasons, Jose Ramirez has had a better batting average in each individual season. He has hit, let's double check here. He's hit more home runs in each season. He's currently trailing in home runs. Since 2020, he's led the majors in extra base hits. Um, like I think this guy is the better baseball player. He, let's see, doubles. Yeah, 44 doubles last year, 32 the year before. Lador, 25 and 16. More hits by a bunch, 147 and 168 for Ramirez. Well, not by a bunch in the second year. Uh, 104 and 170 for Lindor. So very similar last year. Uh, Lindor had, I, 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 da, 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 da. Can't take the, got to take hits and home runs out. Lindor played a shortened season. I'm an idiot. I'm a dinger. Um, but did have better has had a better batting average every year. So I mean, I still think I, I I'm standing by. I think uh, Jose Ramirez is a better player. And and the deal he's on is way more team friendly. Seven years, 141 million for Jose Ramirez. Ten years, 341 million for Francis Lindor. So I'm a, I'm gonna stick with my man Jose. Ramirez. So yeah, that's uh that's all I got for baseball today. Can't believe how uh how interested I am in it again. So let's go, Guardians. Let's cover some golf. The AT&T Byron Nelson just wrapped up, and your winner, Jason Day. Turning the clocks back, Jason Day. He thinks it's 2015 and 2016 again. Shoots a little Sunday 62. Absolutely stuffs one on the 18th hole to ensure victory. Needed every bit of it. Siwoo Kim 
See woo shaking that ass, shaking that ass, shaking that ass was uh Chase and Hardy shot 63. Uh this Austin Eckroat, he uh uh Sunday 65. So there were some low scores out there. Uh 62, 63, 65, 62, 65, 64. <laughs> I mean 67, 63. 66 like there were they were taking it deep there's a lot of minus eights and minus sevens and you know six and four or five i mean i've barely seen i don't think anybody shot over par today here we go sean oh is that sean o'hare yeah sean o'hare he started the day at 1200 and shot one over bill haas also a one over and who is R. Roger Sloan shot three over. Bryce Garnett shot two over. Lucas Glover shot one over. And Brent Grant shot three over. Those are the only people in the field who shot over par today. I mean, the fucking average today must have been like 67. Good Lord, people were taking it deep out there. Jason Day also had a nice up and down on 17. I watched the back nine. Um, wasn't super enthralled in this tournament, but I looked at the leaderboard and there was just a bunch of people up there and they were all making birdies. So I flipped it on. It didn't seem like there were that many bogeys to be made out there is the only catch. <clears throat> I know some people don't love this course. I like courses with birdies to be made, but I like when there's like the risk of bogey. It makes, it makes it interesting. If someone's just out there making birdies and no one can catch them because they never make a par or a bogey. But yeah, Jason Day, big win. His first win in almost five years to the day. Five years and eight days ago, he won the the Wells Fargo over Nick Watney and Aaron Wise. Whatever happened to Aaron Wise? He was like a big deal. Coming out of college. He had his career best major finishes in the U.S. Open and the Open Championship last year. He played in all the majors in 2019. But yeah, T23, T27, T34 in the majors uh, other than the Masters last year. Interesting. Sorry, got a little off tangent there. <clears throat> but yeah, uh, Jason Day seems to be playing some good golf. Swing looks a little better. It looks like he's moving forward on the ball, not kind of like rocking back to his back foot after he hits it. I guess they said that was to help with back uh, back issues. So, man, the people he has beat in tournaments is, I'm just looking at his Wikipedia page now. His first win, like, these are just a who's who of, like, weird names. Beats Jeff Overton, along with Blake Adams and Brian Gay. Jeff Overton of Boom Baby fame. Uh, in the match play, he beats the man with maybe the greatest set of hair on uh, tour, Victor Dubisson. Uh, Farmers in 15, Harris English, J.B. Holmes, Scott Stallings, uh, Bubba Watson in the Canadian Open. Uh, Spieth was in second at the PGA the year he won. Henrik Stenson, Daniel Berger, Kevin Chappell, who was uh, a dude for like a year. Not a dude, but like on his way to being a dude, it felt like. Louis Oosthuizen, another Kevin Chappell appearance in 2016. That uh, Kevin Chappell finished second at the players. Interesting. So yeah, Jason Day's back. I think it's a good story for Jason Day to be back. It's, it, he makes golf more interesting. Hasn't had a lot of success in majors, obviously, since that 2016-2017 range. 
Uh, he has had two since 2016. He's had three top tens, kind of sporadically here and there. He T9'd it at the PGA in 2017. And then in 2019, he got a T5 at the Masters and then a T4 at the PGA in 2020. Uh, since then, he has not finished any better than T39. That was at the Masters this year, which he's been playing his best golf. Since 2020, he has only played in five majors. He did not play in the U.S. Open in 21 or 22. They're not playing the Masters in 22 or the Open Championship in 22. So very interesting. But yeah, good to see him back. Good to see him back. Speaking of majors, the PGA Championship is next week. It is at Oak Hill in Rochester, New York. I didn't even look to see what the weather was. I always joked they could darn near snow at Oak Hill in in Rochester in, in May, which isn't the most likely thing in the world, but I don't think we should write it out of the picture. Rochester, New York. But someone, uh, Bucky Apley always says that statistically the the weather is way better in May than it is in August for the PGA. Yeah, next week, 73, 74, 73, 74. Hard to argue with that. That's pretty good golfing weather. Uh, what else did I have on the golf? That's about it. I'm looking forward to next week. Looking forward to major championship golf. I've been to Oak Hill, attended a tournament there once. Um, I believe that's where we came. We really got rolling on the dirt. Uh, we also had a, a great night the night before. It it speaks to how we used to be able to bounce back when you're like younger and you like drink because we got up there late, drank all night to like 2 a.m., woke up at like 6 and went around and walked the entire course for the entire day to like 7 o'clock at night and then got in a car and drove like three hours home. Like the thought of doing that now, I want to kill myself just talking about it. So uh, let's talk some playoffs, NBA and NHL. Uh, let's start with the NBA. The Lakers, dispatch of the Warriors. The Heat beat the Knicks, both of those in six games. And the Denver Nuggets beat the Suns. So, KD, can't get by the Nuggets. New team and all, Devin Booker and all. So, you got uh, the number one seed and the number seven seed out west. Out east, you're going to have the eight seed Heat. And at the time of this recording, it's uh, the game is still ongoing, but the Celtics are absolutely trouncing the 76ers. It is uh, at this point, it's 104 to 78 in the fourth quarter. When I left, Jason Tatum had 42 points through three quarters. I won. Oh, he's up to 51, 51, 13 and five with two steals to tack it on. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my. For some reason, the other top performer listed is James Harden with nine points. There's got to be somebody who scored more points than that in the Sixers. Yeah. Tobias Harris. Tyrese Maxey is the next leading scorer. Not a good night for the Philadelphia 76ers. Tatum's being awfully efficient, too. 17 of 28. 11 of 14 from the line. 6 of 10 from three. Oof. They're getting uh, 12 more from Brogdon. Jalen Brown's throwing in 19. So it's going to be the Celtics in the heat in the Eastern Conference Finals and the Nuggets and the Lakers in the West. Might as well just do it. Just give us Lakers, Celtics in the NBA Finals. Make it make it worth somebody's while. Make it, make it interesting to people. 
uh, like me. I mean, obviously basketball fan, like NBA fans are gonna like, I'm give me the Lakers Celtics gives me some actual juice in the juice in the thing. Uh, NHL. So the Eastern conference is set. You got the, uh, the Florida Panthers and the Carolina hurricanes. Move this thing over here. You got the Florida Panthers and the, uh, yeah, the Florida Panthers and the Carolina hurricanes. They both win in five games in their semis out West. We got a game tonight, Vegas and Edmonton. That's, uh, Drop puck dropping at 9 p.m. my time. I will not be making it to watch that. That's for sure. And then tomorrow, game seven, the Seattle Kraken and the Dallas Stars. This will be Seattle's second game seven this playoffs. So they're looking to uh, to try them all out. Uh, it will be the second game seven of the playoffs. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Second of the Western Conference. Fourth overall, the Devils won game seven over the, the Rangers, and then the uh, the Bruins lost in game seven. And the Bruins, the, the team with the best record ever in the NHL, regular season lost in the first round. Seattle Kraken doing very well. I think they're just in their second year as an expansion team. Let's look that up. Let's look that up. I think it's their second year, right? Uh, they began play during the league's 2021-2022 season. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Their arena is the Climate Pledge Arena. There's nothing more Seattle than that. Uh, cool. So yeah. So hopefully by uh, you know by Wednesday or so we'll have the the Western Conference. Set. I don't know when the Eastern Conference Finals start. This web page does not tell me. It tells me on the NBA's web page. Uh, May 16th is going to be Game One for the Western Conference, and May 17th. So the Heat will be rested while the the Sixers and sell the Sixers. Not playing, not playing. They're not playing. They don't got to worry. They're going to be plenty rested. While the Celtics will have to uh, do a little bit more travel. They're at home, so that makes it a little bit easier. Uh, moving on, a uh, couple fight game things to talk about. Um, UFC, I didn't watch any UFC this weekend. Uh, UFC upcoming, I don't think really tickles my fancy much. What is... It is the main event of the UFC event on uh, ESPN Plus is Mackenzie Darren and Angela Hill. Meh. I don't know anybody else on this. Michael Johnson in the lightweight? Is that the Michael Johnson I'm thinking of? Not MJ. Not MJ Michael Johnson. Ra- Raquel Pennington. I know her. But yeah, UFC doesn't do it for me in this one. Uh, the next pay-per-view is UFC 289. That's in June, June 10th. That's Amanda Nunez and Irene Aldana. Mm. Charles Oliveira and Benil Dariush. Yeah, a little. Eh. Not not a whole lot happening there. Marvin Vittori and Jared Cannonier. That's a good. Uh, that's June 17th. That's something interesting. What's 290? Volkanovski and Yair Rodriguez. Yeah, not bad. Volk's pretty interesting. So we'll see. Nothing nothing calling out to me in the UFC world. In boxing this weekend, this Saturday, the 20th, we have a title fight for the undisputed lightweight title. Devin Haney and Vasily Lomachenko are going to be going at it. Lightweight in boxing, 135 pounds. Uh, Haney, one of the best younger fighters there is. Lomachenko, a very good fighter in his own right. Long, long amateur career. Should be an interesting fight. I don't know how fun it is going to be to watch. Like, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. It could be very good. The problem with Devin Haney is he's very good defensively. He's very good technically. He has a great jab. He moves well. He doesn't get hit a bunch, and he doesn't really 
leave himself out there to get hit, and he doesn't take unnecessary risks to go hit people. Because his jab's so good, he scores points and doesn't get hit to give people chances to score points on him. His fights can be sometimes a touch on the boring side. So, yeah, so there's that. Uh, Haney, pretty big favorite. I've seen minus 310. I've seen minus 280, somewhere in that range, um, somewhere around 3 to 1 favorite. Loma, plus 250. I've seen as low as plus 205. I think he's a live dog. I like Haney to win. Haney's bigger. He's got a longer jab, I believe. I think he's going to keep Loma off him. And Loma does take some chances. He's very talented footwork, but he's older. I think Haney's Haney's bigger. We'll see how Haney does getting down to weight. 135 is a lot for him to get down to anymore. It seems like in some of his latest fights, you've seen him as he weighed in, and he looks pretty gaunt and pretty sucked out. Either way, barring an issue with getting to weight, I like Haney to win. I like him to win via decision. Those are not, I'm not stepping out on a ledge there. He's like I say, he's minus 310 for decision. He's minus 175. Uh, again, not a, <laughs> not a big, a big risk there. He's plus 900 uh, to win by KO or TKO. Loma plus 750 to win by KO or TKO. Funny that he's got better odds to win by KO or TKO than the guy with the, who's a pretty big favorite. He's plus 340 to win by decision. If you got money, in, in you know, in the bankroll on the account that you, you don't really care about, yeah, toss a little on Loma. You know, it pays decent. So, uh, but it's a flyer. I think the I think the best Haney's the gonna win. I think I think that's a pretty safe bet. It's just there's no value at minus three ten. Uh, goes the distance minus four eighty. Does not go the distance plus three thirty again. I think it's pretty pretty much a lock to go the distance, but again, no value there. If you want to just toss a little something on plus 330, wouldn't kill you. All right. I think that's all we got for uh, for the fights, too. So let's hit up some uh, some of my passing thoughts now. What do you say? Let's start with the uh, the most absurd one of the week thus far. Uh, I saw this on the old Twitter machine. I'm just going to read it for you. I can't. I don't even know what to think here. There's a lot. There is a lot going on in this. Trans woman is cleared of flashing her penis at Ohio YMCA after judge ruled she's too fat for her genitals to be visible. Where do we want to start? Her penis. That's that's something. Um, But my favorite part of this is that the person is so fat that you can't see the cock and balls. So fuck it. We're good. No, who gives a shit? Can't see him. Can't see it. Can't see. Look down. See your fucking cock. So fat. The cock is it's hidden. Hidden underneath the flaps. You're good. You're off. Don't worry about it. You're all set. Good to go. Oh, there was so much in there. There was so much. I don't even know. <laughs> Too fat. Too fat to see the cock. So you're good. Cleared of flashing. Can't flash it if you can't see it. I mean, I guess it's not flashing. There's dropping your drawers. Who knows what's on under there? Maybe you got on. Maybe you got on some speedo. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Here's another dumb, uh, dumb thing I saw on Twitter. <laughs> 
actually, this might have been a, this might have been on Instagram, an actual picture still on Instagram. Think about that. It says, you give me five hours and a Blu-ray player. I'm convincing Joe Biden the events of Transformers actually happened. That's pretty funny. Poor Joe. Guy doesn't know where he is half the time. Oh, gosh. Uh, a little something from the golf, uh, the golf world that uh, just going to toss in here because I didn't mention it back in the golf section. Uh, a gentleman in college, a golfer in college, Tommy Cool, in U.S. Open local qualifying. So you have to get through locals to get to sectionals. That's the, you know, the longest day in golf in many parts of the, the country. Shot a course record 62 was the medalist of the section was going to of the local qualifier was going to move on. Finds out um, later talking to people that he fixed, fixed some things on the green that were not just ball marks or spike marks or, or things like that, which are all fixable. Now they were aeration marks, you know, greens were aerated and that's not allowed. And he came across that realization after he had finished his round, signed his scorecard and moved on. Play was over and decided to DQ himself. A pretty honorable thing. Probably nobody would have thought to 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 realize what was, you know, what was going on. Uh, But he did it. Uh, Plays at um, Illinois, the University of Illinois. And this is this one sucks. This one sucks. He said, here's this quote. I felt sick to my stomach. Cool said to French. I knew I wouldn't be able to sleep if I didn't tell the rules officials. Good on this, dude. I mean, it's it's screwy because they just made a change where you could fix ball marks and aeration and not aeration uh, ball marks and spike marks and all these other different types of like imperfections on the greens. And aeration marks aren't one of them, which stinks. Um, they're actually an exception to the rule. It's specifically listed that they aren't. Um, it's too bad. It's too bad. I don't think he's going to get a you know a special exemption because he would still have to make it through sectional qualifying. And um, so yeah, that stinks. But good, but good on that dude. Hopefully the uh, the golf gods find some some karma for him because that was a uh, that was a good move. That was a cool move by him. Uh, this weekend got uh, got my raised garden beds all planted, all planted. Uh, we've got uh, built a new one this year as well, and just uh, filled that had that one filled up, and we're ready to go. We're uh, expanding the garden, if you will, expanding the garden. Got a couple cucumber plants in. Uh, we've got some uh, bell peppers, some sweet peppers, some jalapeno peppers. Um, got a number of uh, plants, uh, not plants, um, herbs and spices, you may say, um, chives. Uh, we're doing some uh, chives. Uh, uh, basil, basil. God, I was really struggling with that. I couldn't think of it there. Just kept saying chives like an idiot. Also doing some bok choy. I believe there's a tomato plant out there. Some arugula and some spinach also in the works. Maybe are there carrots? Maybe carrots. I can't remember what else got got planted on seeds. Most stuff, not seeds, like se- not seed, is they seedlings or, or little plants get from a uh, get from a greenhouse in the area. Um, tried. Tried seeds uh, last year. Did we try seeds in a ground spot? And I don't know if the spot was just so beaten up from what was in it before. If fertilizer for the yard got on that spot and it just was no good for that. So we put a raised bed there. Hopefully we got the raised bed in a good spot. And hopefully hopefully when we build it and put the all the soil in for that, it works out all right. So 
Fingers crossed. Uh, what, <laughs> what else we got going? Ooh, Peloton. I'm Peloton old walls now. Old walls on the Peloton. Coming for a uh, contributor to the show, Coach Jeffy, who is known to be uh, Peloton Jeff. We're, uh, we're hot on his heels. He better shine up that rear view mirror. Keep it, keep it nice and clean. I'm coming for him. I'm coming for him. That said, I do like when hotels have Pelotons in them because then you can use them. You don't have to have the subscription, so it's pretty sweet. And also, it's better than just running on the treadmill every time. Like a good treadmill or a good run, you know, it's needed. But, uh, you know, a little a little uh, laying off the, the, the shin splints and just getting the beating of running on treadmills is, is nice. So... Yeah, I've been seeing that traveling, so a little, a little second, we're going to go fly the friendly skies with old walls here. I had an experience. So, I've been flying a decent amount lately, and I like to people watch, especially when I get on the plane. And other people get on the plane. I just like to see what they're up to. I just kind of like to observe, just see what's happening. And of course, you notice people who are nervous, like flying's not everybody's favorite thing. <clears throat> I've done it enough that it really doesn't bother me. Um, but even <laughs> I have moments I've, I mean, I had a plane, I think I mentioned this maybe a year and a half ago now. I had a plane land, touch the ground and then boop, back up. And it's like, holy shit. And then, you know, you're going back up quick and you're not ready for the takeoff. And the pilot wasn't saying anything. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Not fun. Not fun to have no clue what's happening. So anyway, I'm observing, just kind of seeing what's going on. I see this lady sit down next to me, and she is just, she's fidgeting. She's up, she's, I'm, like, she's, people are walking down the aisle, and she's, like, trying to get out and grab her bag. It's like, lady, sit the fuck down. Just, like, relax. She can't. I mean, she's, she's fidgeting, fidgeting, she's grabbing stuff, um, she can't sit still. Next thing you know, she pulls out like it must have been the Clorox wipes from her kitchen. Like next thing I know, there's a Clorox wipe and it's it's like this. It's like two feet long. And she is wiping everything down. She's wiping down on the sides, on the you know, the, the armrest, she's wiping down the, the seat, like she's standing up and wiping down the seat. She's wiping down like the, the carriers up under like the, the where you put your shit, the, the, like the pouches, she's like wiping those down. She's wiping down the, the, she's passing it to her husband to wipe down the window. Like everything is getting wiped down with, and it's not one, it's multiple, multiple. And I mean, she can't sit. Then she still can't. She's in and out of her bag under her seat. She's pulling this out. Then she's putting it away. And like, I can hear, I can like see her like snipping at her husband. And he's definitely not as like worked up as she is. And she's just losing it, just like left and right. And then I noticed something. She's an adult, probably 50, maybe 60 years old. She had a Disney book bag. And then it all made sense. I put my headphones in. I started watching a show. It was really something. Uh, I think it was on that flight. I had the old same gator. Walked off my flight looking to make a connection in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Walked off, looked at my phone, said I'm supposed to go to gate, you know, whatever, D5. Looked around. I'm like, oh, I'm in D. Can't see D5. Then all of a sudden, I turn around. I was at D5. It's always nice. Thing was, I was uh, 
I was venturing out away from the gate anyway, because I was going to look for a friend of the program, Zach Place, who was allegedly also flying through Minneapolis that day. Turns out he was dodging me. He was working left and right. He was going around. Just gave me the old slip. Said he was said he was on the lookout for me, but ended up at his gate that I was right next to. Nobody knows. Nah, I'm sure he didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> so this was a good one. This was a good way to end my trip. When I got back, older couple across the the row from me asked if I could help get down a cane in their bag for them, and I gladly. I mean, they were these they were older people. I mean, they had to be in their seventies, eighties. Pushing mid mid eighties, gotta be. And uh, my man, my guy, he pulls out a a little candy from his pocket and goes, "Here, have a taste of Hawaii." And I was like, "Oh, did you guys just come there?" He's like, "Oh yeah, we live there." My man was carrying around like a Hawaiian brand little little chocolate in his pocket just to hand out. Uh, there's never been like a more quintessential old man thing I've ever seen in my life. It was fucking hilarious. Uh, with all this travel, I've been checking out a lot of shows lately. Tried out Succession. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm too early. I, I three, maybe four episodes. Wasn't really doing it for me. It was like I was very interested at first. The, through the first episode, watched the second one really quick, and I was like, "Ooh, I don't know. I don't know if this is my thing." So we'll see. We'll see on Succession. Also tried out The Diplomat. It's on Netflix. It's got uh, oh my gosh. Why can't I think of her name? Carrie Russell. Who's her husband? He was the the Nazi, the American Nazi guy in The Man in the High Castle. Who, what's his name? Where can I find Rufus Sewell. Rufus Sewell. Interesting, interesting concept. It's about like an ambassador to England, and then there's like a crisis, and of course she's involved in it. Um... I don't know if that's what ambassadors actually do. Uh, I keep seeing them be like, I don't think this is what ambassadors actually do. Either way, it was interesting. Also, maybe, eh. I watched more of it than I watched The Succession. I watched, like, six episodes of that. Also, uh, circled back around to For All Mankind. I don't know what led me to that. I, I really enjoyed that show about the uh, the alternate history if the, if the Soviets made it to the moon first. Uh, I had a, a little Apple Plus uh, free trial run out now i think i made it through a season or a little more than the season got into season two really enjoyed that show still enjoyed it the second time around uh can't wait for that new season to come out i think it's supposed to come out end of this year so that that's a fun one i i suggest that to anybody and uh watch this well uh, this yesterday I watched the movie air the story about uh how nike enticed michael jordan to come to nike and they made the air jordan very good. Uh, very enjoyable. little under two hours, which I think is nice. I don't think every movie needs to be two and a half hours long. So, ah, thank you. Ben Affleck, great as Phil Knight. Kind of like smarmy, but nice and philosophical and no self-awareness, but knows he's a big deal. And it was kind of funny. And Chris Tucker? Yes. More. More. Where did you go? Come back. I think I saw that they're doing a Rush Hour 4 popped up when I saw that. So you can count me in for that one. Uh, very enjoyable movie. Really enjoy everything. So let's go wrap this thing up. Closing time, everybody. Let's uh, let's wrap this thing up. First of all, appreciate everybody. Appreciate the listeners, the watchers. Appreciate all you guys taking some time to check out Old Walt's House. 71 episodes in the bag now. Uh, again, thank you as always to producer Kevin. You're the man. 
Uh, thanks for making this thing keep rolling. Back next week, as always, episodes number 72 is going to be coming your way. PGA Championships next week. Hey, the baseball season is continuing on. I'm going to keep talking about baseball, ladies and gentlemen. NBA and NHL Conference Finals will be going on. We'll be kind of following up on those. Uh, some fights to talk about. So, uh, fun show coming next week again, as always. So, again, I appreciate all you guys. If you could, go subscribe to the channels. Um, so, again, thank you guys so much. Appreciate you. Till next, till then. Peace. Ah! Uh-huh. Uh-huh.